Hey everybody, welcome back. You're listening to The Blodgett Show. Welcome to episode 10. Once again, guys, welcome. Appreciate you being here. My name is Chris. I'm your host. Tonight's topic is going to be close calls on the interstate. Well, close calls for some and basically really bad situation for others, but tonight it was a close call for me. So, technically I was already running late because of uh, this whole week. Um, I guess we, I guess my employer has three trucks down. Uh, they're in the shop or whatever, so basically he's had a couple of the day runs slip seating with um, some of the night runs. And for those of you non-truckers out there, if you're not familiar with slip seating, it's uh, basically um, instead of having one driver assigned to a truck, they have two, or one, you know, two, they kind of share. So like one driver will be run part of the day, and then they'll get back, and the other driver will take over and do his stuff. Kind of a pain in the ass, honestly, you know, especially when like you're supposed to leave by a certain time, but the other driver doesn't get back until later, so it's like. So all week, it's kind of been what's happening to me. I was supposed to leave by 4.30 or 5. Um, when I came in on Tuesday, I wasn't able to leave until damn near 7, 7.30. So I didn't get out there to my, my swap until like 11.30 or so. And, uh, you know, I the uh, team truck that came from Minnesota, they, they had gotten down there probably about like 8 eight or nine or whatever it's so they had to wait like two and a half hours for me to get there but of course it's a 600 mile trip for them so then me being late with them late because instead of getting back there at like eight or nine o'clock in the morning and getting dispatched and being on the way back down again uh they didn't get back till they were like 12 30 in the afternoon one o'clock got dispatched at 145 so basically the next couple days basically all week uh we've been meeting up at like 11 30 midnight whatever um, after Wednesday, when we met up close to midnight, my contact that I, uh, that I got basically the, the main guy on that route, he's always on there, he has different drivers with him. When I have his number, we go back and forth, I hope that's to me when he's dispatched on his way. He texted me, he was well with how late we're running. I wouldn't be surprised if this load cancels the rest of the week. And I was trying to take it day by day, I was like, eh, you know, try not to... I tried to do the whole, um, um, basically, I do the approach where you don't worry, try not to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow's going to have its own problems. You know, tomorrow's going to worry about itself. We can't change it. There's nothing we can do today to, I mean, obviously, yeah, we, sometimes we can do stuff today to try to make tomorrow better, but for the most part, whatever's going to happen tomorrow is going to happen. So, pretty much, I was like, well, yeah, that, if that happens, it happens, you know, if, I was like, let's just play it by ear, let's just cancels well, I'll be on a different run you'll be on a different run you know we'll, we'll see what happens I was like if it runs great I was like but I'm not gonna worry about it so and then of course surprisingly all week we've been dispatched and we ran our load so we're both surprised I was like yeah but I'm not literally I started to say something and then 
last night when I saw him. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, odds are tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And I said, actually, you know what? And I, I went and knocked on the side of the truck and said, knock on uh, Nodwood, you know. I said, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to jinx us. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, don't, don't shut the fuck up. I like, okay. Yeah. That's why I stopped saying what I was saying because I didn't want to jinx us tomorrow, you know. But, um, so basically all week, we get back like 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. Get to bed at 7.30, 8 o'clock, whatever. So, and every day, every day basically I wasn't able to leave till 7-ish because the other guy that been running in my truck uh, has been pretty much getting back at like 6, 6.30. And then one or two of those days, I had to fully set up the doubles instead of them being already set up from Atlanta. I had to set them up, so um, that was fun, you know, because I'm not, I'm, I'm not, very, I'm not, especially when I'm tired, I'm not really quick set that up. I take my time, just to make sure I do it right, I don't miss a step, and, you know, have one of the trailers come unhooked from the dolly or something, you know. Better to go slow and steady, and you know, not rush it and have something happen. Especially when you're tired, which I always am. <laughs> but, uh... So, all week, it's been pretty much like, Oh yeah, don't you can't take off till 6 or 6, you know, getting a message from my boss. Like, yep, so probably can't be up there until about 6.30, you know, because that's when the other guy will be there. I'm like, alright, great. One of the days, I, you know, he told me 6 o'clock. And I got up there between 6 and 6.30, because I figured, like, you know, figured based on the last couple days that the guy probably wouldn't be there on time. So that was one of the days I had to actually do the doubles. I actually set, every, set everything up. I messaged my boss. I said, so any chance next week you're going to have these uh, trucks back and I can be back to leave between 4.30 and 5 again? And he was like, well, today's on the hubs. You know, because the hubs are running late and uh, or the team's running late and the truck has been back in the yard since two. I'm like, okay, well, you didn't say that. You just said, you know, you can leave between six and six thirty. I'm like, all right, you know, if I knew it was back there at uh, two, I would have been up there before six. Especially if I knew I was doing, setting up the doubles completely myself, I would have been up there earlier so I could get them set up. But when I get up there between six and six thirty, because the boss tells me, you know, that's what time I need to be up there. And then I have to set all the crap up. So it was like 7.30 still when I when I finally took off. Yeah, guys, I'll bet. I'm not quick to set those up. Like, sometimes I can. Depends on the day. Some, de some days I'm a little bit slower. <laughs> but, um... So, we get to today. This morning, I didn't go to bed till 8 o'clock. I, I got back to the hub like 6.30, 6.45. My wife was texting me from work, basically saying, like, you know, hey, dinner's on the stove. Can you, you know, make a dent in the sink? Like, can you, you know, try to clear up the, because the sink's pretty full. And I'm like, ah, I can try. I was like, it's pretty late. I'm pretty tired. I'd kind of like to go to bed, but I'll see what I can do. So I ate dinner, which is kind of, you know, it's like when everybody else would be eating breakfast, but for me, it's like, of my day, 6.37 a.m., I'm eating this, uh, some uh, pork loin and, you know, roasted veggies and whatnot, you know. 
But, uh, you know, and I went ahead and I made a dent in the, in the sink, you know. Basically, I, I scrubbed off whatever I could, loaded the dishwasher with anything I could load in there, and then anything that had stuff stuck on it, I basically filled the right side of the sink up and soaked. Put everything in there to soak, figured that way it could be easier to clean later, you know. And I let her know, I said, well, uh, dishwasher's loaded, um, cleaned what I could, but what's still got stuff caked on it is in the right, in the right side of the sink soaking. She's like, all right, cool, love you, good night, okay. Then, uh, so, so I get up about three, kind of hang out downstairs, and probably by like, I don't know, four, four or four thirty, I get a text from the boss basically saying, like, six, six thirty. I'm like, okay. Thinking that's what time the guy's gonna be there. And I keep checking on the app, I keep refreshing, trying to check in. And, uh, it's popping up tractor and available tractor and available tractor and available like fuck 630 tractor and available shit so I go down to pick up some food on my way to on my way to the hub and uh as I'm on my literally on my way to the hub about 645 650 um get a text yeah you're probably gonna be 742 745 because 745, which is the normal truck I'm normally in, is stuck in traffic. You know, I wish Nashville would have called me earlier than they did. I'm like, what, you mean about the Farina load running? And he's like, yeah, because they, they they called me right after I texted you about it, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know. I was like, well, I figured he was running because I had a text from the team from like 11 o'clock this morning saying we're, we're, we're dispatched, we're on our way. I'm like, cool, all right. But I guess Nashville usually calls my manager or whatever and basically lets them know that the load is running I'm like oh yeah they might not have called you but I figured it was running you know but he's like oh, my boss is like I would have had them switch trucks you know if I knew I was like, well. I was like yeah that one's a day cab right he's like yeah okay okay so <laughs> it's for that that particular reason that I'm glad that I do what I do now. Like, I don't leave any of my shit in the truck. Like, my charger, my gloves, my headset, anything, you know. I don't leave anything in the truck. Every time I park, I throw all my stuff in my bag, take it with me. And then, the then of course, the next time I work, I bring my, you know, bring everything with me, put my, plug my charger in, get my gloves, whatever. Because I've had too many occasions since I've been here where all of a sudden, like, well, my, all your trucks in the shop here in this truck now, and of course my gloves, and my gloves, and rain jacket, and whatnot, were in this one. And I couldn't get, you know, I think I've gone at least, I think at one point, I think I went a month without having my stuff. Like, that's why I have two pairs of gloves. I have three different chargers. Two of them being so, plugs, and then, like, I guess pretty much, before, I'm like, all right, cool. two plug so, chargers, and to uh, um, just the USB wires or whatever. I get back to the hub. Sorry about that, guys. Just crossing the bridge. Entering Kentucky. I'm way back with this load. But so I get so I get the um, so I get the truck. Get my stuff in here. 
and uh, about 7.45 at that point by the time I take off. And I, I messaged the team guy. I said, hey, man, it's probably going to be like midnight when I get there because that plus I've had to put fuel in all week. The truck I'm normally in, if it's just me, I can fuel one night and I can get two trips back and forth to Illinois and back before I have to fill up. This week, I've literally filled up every day because of the other guy running the truck. And so I fill up at night. He runs during the day, and it's still a little bit above half, which I can make it there back. And then I, I've been fueling at night. So I fueled up that truck last night. Figured that way I could just leave and get there and back and not have to worry about it. I, <laughs> I get into this uh, day cab. Eh, quarter tank. Oh, great. Okay. And low on death, too. So I was like, all right. That's awesome, you know. That plus, guys, is it, is it a thing about, like, because, like, every time I've been in a truck after one of these other drivers with this company, like, the, the, the driver's seat is literally on the floor to the point where you're, like, the and the window is, like, up to your shoulder, you know? And I'm like, how does anybody drive? How, how the hell does anybody drive like that? But apparently a lot of the drivers over here do that, you know? Because after bidding, you know, bidding their trucks... You know, after them, I of course I raise the seat all the way up, so it's nice and firm. So if I hit a bump, I'm not like, you know, bouncing around or whatever. I'm literally hit a bump and it, you got support, you know. But um, I don't get it, you know. But so I get in, have to raise the seat back up, adjust the steers, adjust the steering wheel, you know. And uh, you know, I stop and get fuel, you know, which. Thankfully, like, because I fueled so much recently, I've actually activated my pilot card. You know, the whole, like, like points or whatever. So that I can work my way up to the, the overdrive. You know, we get four points per gallon. As of last Saturday, I was at one, one and a half. Sunday was at two. Monday night, I was at 2.5. Actually, I was off Monday. So Tuesday, I was at 2.5. Wednesday, I was at three. Thursday, I was 3.5. Um, Thursday, I was at 4. And then, of course, I fueled last night, too. So now I'm not working my way up. I'm at 4 points per gallon. And now I'm just like, I think I put uh, 80 gallons in last night. Got like 5 bucks in points. And then I think I put 80, like a couple of gallons more than that in this truck because it was so low when I picked it up tonight. And basically got um, like six bucks. So I'm like, well, it's slowly growing, you know. I mean, it seems like it's a little quicker growing now. Now that I'm at four points per gallon, so I'm like, hey, I'm just taking advantage of it, saving up some uh, points, you know. Might as well, you know. So I get going. I don't even like. I was running so late, I didn't even grab an energy drink, you know, when I left. I literally just hooked up to the 53 foot trailer tonight. And, uh, got fuel and pretty much, you know, just hit the road. So, like, when I was at my swap, like, I, I, part of my trip, you know, part of my drive is on, uh, you know, you do 24, 24 west to 57 north. And pretty much that all the way up to the, the truck stop that I swap with or swap at. At one point, and this is part of where I'm, like, the whole. Uh, where the topic comes into play tonight, the, you know, close calls or whatever, close calls for some, but not so close for others. Um, I'm about 
30 or 40 minutes away. I'm probably about 40 minutes away from where I'm, where I'm swapping. And as I'm, like, I pass the truck, I get over, and then, of course, another truck passes me, and I, and I happen to see something in the mirror, but I couldn't, didn't know what it was. And I look at my right mirror, and about a couple hundred feet back, I see this, because I, I didn't notice it when I, I thought, well, did I pass that and not see it? But, you know, I wasn't sure, because, of course, watching the other trucks, but I looked at my right side mirror, and in the ditch, about a couple hundred feet back, maybe like 300 feet back, big-ass fire in the ditch, like off to the right side or whatever. I said, oh, crap. I was like, was that going when I passed it? I didn't, I didn't even see that. Big, big fire. We're talking like, I thought there must have been a car fire or a big area of the ditch on fire. Something, you know? So I was like, oh, crap. Well, I was like, well whatever that is, I just missed it. So I get to my, I get to my delivery. Then we do our swap. I get a, uh, you know, go inside, heat up food, get a five-hour energy. And then I'm on my way back and I'm coming south. And about 30 or 40 minutes south, I see that we're coming up on where we see a huge, like a lot of emergency vehicles on the northbound side facing the other direction. Um, and up in front of me, like me and a bunch of other trucks, we're slowing down, putting our flashes on. They got the left lane closed, so we're getting to the right lane. We're slowly making our way by. And I'm looking, I'm looking as I'm passing by or whatever, and I'm watching to see like if there's, because I figured it'd been an hour. So I was looking to see like, like the residual smoke from like, have like having a ditch fire like put out or something. And I'm watching, and all of a sudden I, I as I'm passing, I see that there's a uh, tractor trailer or what, were, what was left of one. I saw the trailer. I didn't see. What, I didn't even recognize if the, if the truck was there. The truck, I'm sure the truck was what was on fire, but I, but it was basically laid across um, at an angle, blocking that whole highway, part of it, part of it in the ditch, facing us on this side. And I'm sure the truck was what was in the ditch on fire or whatever. And that whole side of the highway, everybody stopped because obviously you can't get through because the whole highway's blocked. So I was like, whoa, holy shit, holy shit. I could, I'm already run, I was already running late. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow, okay. That would have been a fun phone call to the, to, to the team. I know I'm already a couple hours late. Uh, I'm stuck. Like, I was not moving. I was like, I'll get there when I can get there, but you guys might want to go ahead and take a nap. I don't know what they would have done if they would have just had them take that load up to Champaign, Illinois and get dispatched back since it wouldn't know when I was going to get up there and I would just come back to Nashville with the load I was bringing up. I don't know what they would have done or if they would have waited and I would just got there when I could. You know, I'm like, yeah, they can't just tow that truck. They can't just tow that truck off the road because it didn't look like it was all in one piece. There was the, the trailer looked like it was pretty parts of it were broken up, you know, it was so mangled that like that's why I didn't recognize I didn't recognize the cab I saw the trailer but it was strewn across the road and I didn't see the cab so I think the cab was in the ditch you know so I'm like yeah I've been in accidents like that before where basically like all of a sudden you're just sitting there on the highway for about six hours and eventually they, they managed to detour everybody off but pretty much you're just sitting there otherwise like cars are turning their turning their inches off and Drivers are going to sleep. Truckers were shutting their trucks off and basically going, like, apparently going to sleep because 
Eventually, when uh, traffic would start moving, all of a sudden you realize there's a, co there's a couple cars, a couple semis that are just still parked there in the lane, and everybody's passing. So it's like, I mean, hell, I, I would like I would do that if I knew that. Well, it's gonna be like six hours till we get you moving. Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna go take a nap. Knock on the door when you when you start moving. <laughs> Well, this goes to show, guys. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if a car... Um, I'm not sure if a, a car... Um, from what it looked like, I mean... Like, from what I heard, I thought it sounded like there was a uh, a car cut off truck, and the truck, of course, lost, lost control, went off into the grass median and tried to, tried to come back on, and, of course, it's completely lost it. It looked like there were other cars involved, too, though... I don't know. It's one of those things, guys. We just got to be careful out there, especially, you know, if you're a car driver. Give give the semis room, guys. You know. And, of course, if you're a trucker, you know, like, there's there's times where I've literally had seen one car out here just acting like a dick or whatever, and I've just backed off and said, go ahead. You know, just put some distance between us. You know? It ain't worth it, you know? Of course, it could have been could have been the, the driver dozed off at the wheel and lost control and basically just took out the entire highway, you know. Who knows? So anyway guys, that's pretty much it for tonight. Thought I'd do this uh you know, like I said, when I started this podcast, you know, random periodic interesting topic. <laughs> so the sad part is for something like that, when from what, from what I understand, from what I've heard, anytime a, a trucker out here has a rollover or whatever, from what I've heard, that's a career killer. I hear that we're basically done. Like, we will not drive for another company ever again. I don't know if we lose our license or basically just goes on our record that we had a rollover, and so companies will hire us. I've never been in that spot, knock on wood, but, you know. But, hey, you know. So, anyway, guys... You know what I like to say at the end of every uh, every episode? Keep being positive, keep believing, keep pushing forward. Believe you can, believe you will, and you're already halfway there. Um, all we gotta do is like, if we're after something, guys, you know, whether it's the goal of life or whatever, whatever it is, you know, all we gotta do is keep, all we gotta keep do is keep at it, you know. And we don't. We only fail at anything, whether it's your marriage or, you know, a goal you're working on or something. We only fail if we give up, if we quit, you know. If we keep, if we keep trying at it, you know, eventually, you know, we'll be able to figure it out, we'll be able to get it done. That's like, what is it like? The, what is it, uh, Thomas Edison or something that did the light bulb? I think. I think that's. Pardon me if I got it wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's. I think I'm. I think I'm on the right track of that. Where he's like. He didn't, he, did, he didn't do 900, or he didn't fail 999 times. He just found 999 ways it didn't work, and then the 1,000 attempts was basically what worked. So he just found 999 ways it didn't work, and, you know, he tried something else, and he, aha, made it work. So we just got to keep trying at it, you know. It's like my approach out here on the road, doing, my, doing what I do for my job and being the major breadwinner at home is things aren't necessarily great, you know, but 
I take the approach of one foot, like one foot in front of the other, one day at a time, one week at a time. And I, I refer to my, my work weeks as basically my five-day countdown. And tonight's my Friday for me. It's day five, so I got my two days off. Whereas, like, last week, I normally would have had Sunday, Monday off, but because my look canceled on Saturday, my boss sent me to Kansas Saturday. So I went to Kansas, and then sent Sunday, a normal of my off day, I was coming back from Kansas to Nashville. And then I had Monday off, and I was back to work. So basically, instead of just having one day off, I told my daughter, I said, it felt like I, was, I got home before I am on Monday morning. It felt like I blinked, and I was back to work Tuesday. So... Friday night, I was kind of worried this week because I was like, watch, watch the load cancel and he comes back like, congratulations, oh, I got your next load in its place. Ah, fuck. Because I was like, last week, I was like, I wanted my two days off because I had that 48 hours, um, you know, because of the power going out. I had the 48 hours that I really hadn't slept because I'm on a CPAP, which requires electricity. So that still worked. I, like one of those nights that worked, I lived off caffeine. Actually, that was the only night I worked during that. So I, I did it one night, but then power was still out the next morning when I got home. And I was, if it stayed off for that day, I was going to probably call out of work because I was like, I can't do that two nights in a row. I said, I already did like three energy drinks on the first night that it was out. And then, you know, and then uh, the next morning it was back on. So I was like, all right, cool. I got some sleep. I was able to work. <laughs> But I won't push it, you know. That's why that night when I came out here that night, I uh, I brought my CPAP, my blanket, my pillow in the truck. I figured, you know, I would pay attention to how I feel. You know, I'll go down the road to do the swap, and if I needed to, you know, if I was struggling, I would pull off somewhere and I would go back to the back, plug my plug my stuff in, and take a nap, and then I'll get back on the road. Thankfully, I made it there and back, but by the time I got back, my wife was, you know, not too happy with me because, of course, like she said, we still have power and you can't work, to, you, you know, you're, you haven't slept hardly at all like the past 48 hours. You can't work tonight. I was like, well, you know, I was like, ah, I'll do what I have to do. I was like, but, you know, if, if I if I can't, then I'll call out, you know. I was like, hopefully he comes back on before then, you know. And thankfully he did, so... Anyway, y'all, be safe out there. Do what you gotta do. Don't don't worry about whatever anybody else tells you. You know, a lot of haters out there. They'll be trying to do something. They'll say, "Oh, you can't do that." You can't. That can't be done. Watch, watch and see. <laughs> so, anyway, y'all, appreciate you being here. Once again, this is. This is Chris. This is episode 10 of The Blotch Show, and I look forward to see, to uh, talking to you guys on episode 11. Have a good one.